Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Turbocharger customer experience results with nice CX-1. Now you can rapidly scale extraordinary CX with the power of the cloud. Nice CX-1 is the most complete customer experience cloud platform and is trusted by thousands of organizations around the globe. With CX-1, you can deliver frictionless self-service as well as top-notch digital and agent-assisted interactions. Get cloud-powered CX at scale. Learn more at nice.com. That's nice.com. Hi, it's Jack O'Brien for HealthAid Kombucha. Uh, this bubbly probiotic tea blended with real fruit juice is deliciously thirst-quenching, uh, great for your gut health. HealthAid Kombucha comes in many flavors, Pink Lady Apple, your passion fruit tangerine, uh, ginger lemon is one of my favorites. It's organic, a great alternative to sodas and other sugary drinks. You guys know I'm a big soda fan. Well, what if I told you there was a fizzy drink that instead of making you feel like you were drinking chemicals. It made your tummy feel good. That is HealthAid Kombucha. Look for the brown bottle with an anchor in your local stores. Give it a try today. Makes my dang tum-tum feel good. So make HealthAid Kombucha your go-to for a healthier, happier you. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Hello, the Internet, and welcome to Season 229, Episode 4 of The Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It's Thursday, March 24th, 2022, which, of course, means that it is National Cheesesteak Day. There we go. We'll just skip right back. Philly. Yeah, Jackie. (laughs) It's also Chocolate-Covered Raisin Day, which... I have come to enjoy less and less as I get older. Really? Because it gives me digestive issues. What about the... Did you ever eat the yogurt-covered raisins? Yeah. Those are kind of gross. But I used to like them. I used to just like any little sugar pellet that I could get in my mouth. Right, right. Those felt like... And they got fruit. It felt like the thing you go to the store and there would be like... You could get like loose nuts or candy out of the thing at the grocery store. And like the yogurt covered ones, I was like, man, mom, I, I should like those are like vegetables practically. And she's like, no, we're not <laughs> getting basically, those. Basically, yeah, <laughs> you're hitting two food groups. That's, yeah. 
Good news. I mean, acidophilus, I mean, we just heard about all of the benefits of acidophilus. This is the early 90s. Everyone's going, you know, bonkers over acidophilus. I don't know. What, what is that? It's like the live cultures and yogurt. I remember okay, my dad okay. was like, we need that acidophilus. Yeah. And I was like, what? I remember we would eat, drink like capfuls of acidophilus and shit. He was, he was wow. all about that digestive shit. My, my family was big on yogurt and grape nuts. That was, mm-hmm. that was our staple. Hey, you were getting that acidophilus anyway. I was getting there. They, they didn't tell me. They knew I couldn't pronounce or remember those sorts of words. But <laughs> anyways, my name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Lala, Lala, La Palooza. That is courtesy Vince Jensen. <laughs> I think I mispronounced Lala Palooza on the trending episode Tuesday when we talked about it. There's also, we missed a big, we missed a big story attached to Lollapalooza that we're going to have to get to a little later on today. But one of the names on that marquee that announced all the people who were performing at Lollapalooza was David Solomon, uh, formerly DSOL, currently CEO of Goldman Sachs, and also a electronic music DJ. So... We need to talk about that. Mm. Uh, I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. And it seems to me that you lived your life like a candle you can eat. (laughs) Slowly turning in the gravy for me to drown my meat. Okay, shout out to Scouty Magoo on the Discord. Yes, the KFC gravy candle, amongst other things, uh, like eating apples from the bottom, has also taken over the discourse on this that was show. The first, that was the first not non-apple uh, apple eaten from the bottom. I know. Uh, AKA in weeks. There I was think. something about <laughs> Elton John in a gravy candle that I couldn't too say good. no to. So shout out to you, Scouty Magoo on the Discord. Yeah, yeah. Well, Miles, we are thrilled, fortunate to be joined yes. in our third seat by an Emmy-nominated host who has worked for The Onion, The Daily Show, and advised the Obama White House. Heard of those. He's a New York Times bestselling author. Heard of that. Uh, delivered what Brian Williams called one of the greatest TED Talks of all time. And most importantly... Ooh. By far, more important than any of that bullshit, is the creator and host <laughs> of How to Citizen with Baratunde, one of the best podcasts on this or any network. Yes. Please welcome the brilliant and talented Baratunde Thursday! Oh my goodness, I am, uh, actually my most important bio link is that I'm a child of both grape nuts and excessive amounts of acidophilus. So thank you oh, yeah. both, Jack, Miles, go. good to be reunited with y'all. Thanks for helping give birth to that podcast. And it's good to be here on your show. The Daily Zarkons. Yeah. Wait, so you were on that acidophilus? <laughs> oh, yeah. My too? mom was into cod liver oil, acidophilus, like anything that was in the health food co-op. And yeah. she said she said the word a lot. There were little, we had to keep it in the refrigerator. We yeah. took acidophilus caplets, so we didn't drink it. I never. Oh, gotcha. You got the dried supplement. It's a great word to say. It is it's a, a great word, word that I will oh, yeah. not. I will now be finding a way to inject just just so I can get my mouth around it. Acidophilus. It's a, it's a yeah. good stage yeah. name too, right? like DJ yeah. Acidophilus. <laughs> DJ. Yeah, yeah. David Solomon, are you listening? <laughs> acidophilus. Yeah, it sounds like yeah, an amazing like just trippy background. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, it has uh, a psychedelic vibe to it. And that's that's really all the rage now. Yeah, yeah, if like Jim Henson had let the acid take hold a little bit longer <laughs> and stronger, that would have been the name of Snuffleupagus. Right, <laughs> acidophilus. Acidophilus. Yes, yes. Oh, man. Just 
Snuffy just out there in these streets, just unhinged. Yeah, yeah. I want to see that. <laughs> but all he would do is just wave his hand in front of his face, be like, <laughs> getting these trails on my arm. <laughs> like, what? Acidophilus. <laughs> oh, man. Those eyelashes. Dropping acidophilus. That's Dropping yeah. some acidophilus uh, right down the esophagus. It's a, it is a word that seems like it was designed to be used by Ghostface Killer at some point. <laughs> right. The fact that he didn't use it, as far as I know, we gotta we gotta check that out. Gotta look up the, yeah. uh, the literature. I mean, if yeah. you go the full name, Lactobacillus acidophilus. Look you know, at this wanna, educated, quick Google person to, over here. I just had to Google that. <laughs> I had to Wikipedia that one. Summoned it, right? But yeah, yeah. Hell acidophilus. Oh wow, wow. Well, happy days to both of y'all. Good to be here. Yeah, yeah. Likewise. You as well. All right. Well, Baritone Day. We're gonna get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, Great. we're gonna tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about. Mike Braun, Senator Mike Braun's clan hood seemed to have slipped off momentarily in an Whoops. interview, threw that back on, but did a bad job. It was still still visible, even in his apology statement. So yeah. uh, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Mo Brooks. <laughs> we just Mo Brooks is always it's always a treat. The, the man who spoke at the January 6th rally and yelled, are you ready to sacrifice your blood? That that was a bad Mo Brooks, but we we, we got <laughs> to talk about this man. We're going to talk about the TikTok to Hollywood pipeline. So we'll talk about all of that plenty more. But before we get to any of it, we do like to ask our guest, Baritone Day, what is something from your search history? Okay. Uh, the word sharding uh, was recently added to my search history. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did you not know what it was? You just. Yeah, not to... sharting. Sharding with a D. Sharding. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's fine. I, I kind of, <laughs> I get heard our, we got to get our heads out the gutter. <laughs> I heard a little giggle and I was like, oh, they're not, they're not thinking the same word I'm thinking. God, not crypto <laughs> minded over here. More uh, middle school minded. Middle school <laughs> minded. <this podcast. laughs> got that middle school mindset. Yeah. Yeah. I've been, I've been diving more into this crypto world and like the way that it could affect our world for better and for worse. And mm-hmm. I saw this profile of uh, Vitalik Buterin, the Ethereum founder. Yeah, and, we talked about it the other day. And the article mentions sharding. And I thought that it was a time profile of him, the cover story. And the author of this article just dropped the word sharding. Like everybody knows <laughs> what it means. <laughs> there were a couple moments like that. Yeah. yeah. And I know a like, lot huh? about computer stuff. And I like right. read the Bitcoin white paper. Don't mean to brag. But, you know, <laughs> in its original English, like I just I dug the old nine pages. I was like, I don't think I know what sharding is. And it's where you distribute a database across multiple servers. So the concept is pretty basic, but the word is not right. common. So for the writers at time, you know, define your terms. Yeah, yeah, you know, but you put more words people don't know, then you're less likely to ask questions like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or people and, uh, think it's sharding. And they <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Sharding, sharding, of course, of course. Yeah. Love yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, No, I know that. We hate that, right? And they're like, oh, so like a wet fart? Yeah, we definitely don't want wet farts. That's it. right. Or unless but, you do, unless you do, which is which is fine. I mean, I don't know. What are you not here to judge the the wet fart brigade? <laughs> you don't want to. You don't want to get taken out by that. I don't want subculture. wet fart Twitter to come for me. They're gonna come for you. Sharding Twitter's coming for you. <laughs> Wait, it was raised as something good or like a possibility of something that like Vitalik wants them to invest in. So or like here's what's towards? really fascinating. I don't remember. I yeah. might do a quick miles and and then look it, up, it up because. Yeah. I, I was so uh, distracted and disappointed by them just dropping the word in there that I went down this rabbit hole to look it up. And yeah. then I came back to the article 
and didn't even reread the sentence that they used it in. I was like, now I know more stuff. Good for me. Anyway, now as a as a crypto and NFT skeptic, I found that article pretty enlightening. Both I hadn't really read anybody who like did a good job of kind of laying out the the promise of crypto all yeah. that all that well. But at the same time, like a lot of the things, it, it does seem like the thing sort of gravitates towards the same problems over and over again. Yeah, we. I mean, I I think I I'm a hopeful person for better and. For what is going on here? Sorry about that audio interference there. Uh, because oh, we, we didn't live... hear anything. Oh, you didn't hear it. It was just didn't in my head, the advertising hellscape that we were oh, subject yep. to. Um, <laughs> I pulled up the time Forced article pre-roll. was assaulted by yeah, an yeah. autoplay ad for Google, which is great because it's like the opposite of the decentralized world that we <laughs> yeah. started talking about. Have you heard of Google? Have you heard of this place? Google? (laughs) (laughs) I want to get into that. (laughs) Miles, uh, why don't you look it up real quick on uh, on a search engine? uh, It's weird when I search it, it just the homepage comes up for Google. (laughs) What the? I'm going to roll my sleeves up real quick. Oh, my goodness. So, so yeah, so they were they just quoted him talking about like if we don't have sharding fast enough, people might migrate to other more centralized solutions. Basically, if the Ethereum service isn't fast enough, right. people will roll off it onto something else. But to, your, to the larger point, I'm optimistic and skeptical at the same time. I, I like the idea of building a whole new world. Um, and, you uh, and, close I'm, your eyes. and I'm skeptical that it will just happen on its own. And we need more people nudging this, this new mm-hmm. opportunity towards something that can serve more of us. Uh, left to its own devices, we will be overrun by the get rich off of gifts brigade. Right. And JPEGs. And I, I don't think that's the world I want to be living in. But I don't write off the whole thing. I think it's really it's worth understanding. And and for me, it's worth participating to uh, to help push it towards something better than uh, than the current hell. All right. How much of a daunting task do you see that as being? Because I feel like like as you're an optimist, I look at it and I'm like, right, all the same problems are happening because once you factor in human greed, it becomes it's off to the races. So are like are are we on the verge of seeing something that is more in line with like sort of what the you know the optimistic read of what crypto can give us is like are we are we closer to that or because it's right now it seems like the greedy people are winning like the sort of yeah PR war. they're they're definitely dominating the the story of what's possible with this tech I think there's enough folks who have been skeptical of how tech will just magically create a better world like if we just give every kid a laptop. They'll definitely only use it for educational purposes and that'll make the world a better place. Like that didn't right. happen. And we've seen the harm, whether it's like teen suicide stuff, body image, misinformation, all the stuff that, that you well know, we don't, we can't plead ignorance anymore. And we are capable right. of creating new stuff. Like we've created new countries, you know, sometimes they work out, sometimes they don't. But I'm hoping that that increased awareness is brought to bear on how we build the thing from a direct evidence perspective. There's, it seems to me, um, and I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but there is a higher percentage of participation in this wave of internet slash finance by, say, Black people than there was at Web 2 and Web 1 or other financial tools that we were explicitly barred from participating in, like homeownership, mm-hmm. you know, that little thing. Mm. So I, I think there's a historical hunger by certain communities sure. to make sure that we're at the table rather than on the table uh, in this time around. And I, I, there's no guarantees, and I you right. know, skepticism is well earned. But um, I think merely being skeptical for me, it just paralyzes me. And yeah. so, mm-hmm. let's get, let's get in there and try not to get distracted by the current noise. 
and uh, and hope that from a regulatory perspective and a creative perspective, we set up things that uh, that are better serving us than than what we are trying to exit from. Right, mm. right, right. What is something you think is overrated? Oh my goodness, overrated. Acidophilus. <laughs> no, but uh, I, I say this as a still new Californian. I've been here three years now, and I think In and Out Burger is uh, extraordinarily overrated. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Shots Go ahead, fired. Miles. Go ahead. No, I got another say. Got another say. Got another say. Miles is openly weeping right now. <laughs> to be more specific, the uh, the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. the fries they should stop. They should stop selling That's... fries. That's the one thing I'm like, yeah, you, I, yeah, <laughs> not great. They just, they taste like cardboard. Even when you do the hack and the double frying thing, they, they require roll. so much ketchup. They're just, they're yeah. not, they're not good. They're dried I'm out. nasty. And they I'm taste nasty. like packaging that you would put the burger in. But I don't uh, double fry. I ask for light fry. I light like fry. weepy and soggy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like little mashed potato sticks. I talk about this a lot and be like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know, <laughs> but that's really how I operate. But yeah, I definitely, uh, you know, I'm, I think the more th that like this take comes up, I'm I, the less inclined I am to be like, what the fuck? Because like, they're not even, paying you. No, not even then. I'm like, yeah. when I look at it, I'm like, I used to eat in and out a lot. Like when I was in college, that was like the height of eating for me. Mm. But as I get older and I'm like, I don't need to eat that much sodium. <laughs> Like on the regular, because good. let's be real, the secret to any, the reason why people think In-N-Out tastes good is because those patties are salted to high hell. And now that I don't eat it as much, I'm like, yeah, I mean, right. there are other burgers out there that I prefer to eat, but you know, it is what it is. I'm 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 less tied to like the regional defense of In-N-Out, especially now because they're, you know, they have interesting business practices too. So. <laughs> now that 90% of your cellular matter is not made up of in and out burger food, like, uh, yeah, some, I've like, purged it from my system. <laughs> That's growth, Miles. I'm proud of you. I'm thank proud you. Of yeah. Evolution. Yeah. Yeah. My arteries thank me as well. I think <laughs> my blood pressure cuff. My wife just, she's, you know, normally does not fuck with fast food at all. Like, or even, yeah, she, she's very strict about like what, our kids are allowed to eat what she's allowed to eat. She went to In-N-Out with our kids like a couple weeks ago and came back singing the praises of like she discovered that you can put chili peppers in like oh, all yeah, of it. Chilies. Yeah. And that apparently really like plussed it up for her to the to the degree that I might be able to go to In-N-Out Burger with my family again <laughs> at some point in the future. The degree to which they have more items not on the menu than on the menu. Right. Uh, I also find troublesome. <laughs> right. It actually, it kind of reminds me of like the NFT world, you know, to bring it back yeah, to crypto right. and right. Ethereum. It's like yeah. we have a secret community. It's like their little Discord server and you got to unlock stuff with just the right, you know, passphrase. Right. Yeah. They are the original the original You're like you don't know about food. animal fries? They're like, I don't. Is it on the menu? Oh, is it on the menu? <laughs> Fool! Yeah. Fucking no it's coin like not knowing here. about sharding. You know what I mean? So right. Like, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Just look like an asshole out here. <laughs> what is something you think is underrated? I think empty time in the schedule is underrated. I, I think basically non-productive time is severely mm. underrated. Uh, by myself and by the wider society that always wants you to be hustling and doing and demonstrating how much you're hustling and doing. And just like emptiness is a, is a great feature. 
Is this a is this a new realization? Is this something you a philosophy you've held dear? Because I know in the time we've worked together, I'm like I think Baratunde is like one of the most hardest working people I've ever met. He has <laughs> yeah. 900 things going on all the time. At I'm all like, times. I've okay. Maybe this is no like what? How how do we get here? That's a that's a that's an excellent and uh, an intimate question yeah, because <laughs> because it is something that I don't always believe and I certainly don't mm. always practice. So. It's a realization I've come to a number of times. Right. But every time I rediscover it, I'm like, oh, right. I don't like I need to schedule blank spots to right. just have time to think loosely, like not listening to a podcast, not binging on some programming, not in a meeting, not writing, not intentionally making anything happen. Mm -hmm. Just like space, the right. final frontier. Mm. And Boredom. so I, it's, it's new again. And it's something yeah. I really just have been feeling over the past week as I had okay. the thought that you have about me from the outside. I also share from them like, oh, maybe I'm up to too many things. Um, mm. And how am I going to push to get it all done? And instead, but then in my mind, I'm like, that. that's how you become a best-selling author. This kind of ties into what we were going to talk about with TikTok and like that, that pipeline. Cause mm. yeah, I, I have the underlying question of whether, you know, our next generation of like great, actors and directors and creators are being just swallowed up by not like busy work but like the very small and disposable creations of like social media you know like oh okay okay yeah. we're going we're going into the so deep end of the pool but kids I, you know that that ties back to just the importance of boredom yeah you know? that that's a, that's another a, way of saying what i was yeah. thinking about underrated and i think we we perform productivity right we it's kind of right. hard to show that you're not doing things or you feel some sense of shame if you just post mm -hmm. like just chilling, doing nothing. Right. And also maybe you're not doing nothing because you just posted about how you're doing nothing. <laughs> right. But yeah, there's just there's so much of our, I have definitely drank the Kool-Aid or actually, I don't know if I drank it. I think I've been like waterboarded by the Kool-Aid of productivity. <laughs> and so it ended up in my, my digestive system, but also in my lungs and my eyes and like every other part mm. because we are trying to get ahead. Like we're trying to generate more. We're trying to achieve and and feel like we have some purpose. And that's so much tied up in just doing a bunch of stuff. Right. So just pausing to to get off of that race, off of that track is, mm. is quite difficult. And right. you know, we set up an economy where it's kind of required to. Right. Because, you know, it's it's hard to afford a home. You know, even if you have money, it's hard to afford a home. You don't have money. Like nope. You know, so there's a <laughs> There's a there's a trap that we're locked in around this productivity thing that occasionally rears its head. And I'm like, oh, there's another way to be. Oh. Right. right. Yeah. And then I crank out some TikToks you know, <laughs> <laughs> about my newfound insights. Yeah. Right. Follow me, follow me, follow third me. Third eye. <laughs> uh, follow me at third eye baritunde. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. Sign up for my course. Uh, you know. <laughs> Was that was like the hustle culture? Where do you think it got really big? Like in college, was was at university? Does it get like that? Because oh, you know you're, you're at a really competitive school, a lot of people achieving things. Is that sort of like the beginning of sort of completely cementing this uh, philosophical pitfall? Within it's you? um, I think it was you know I grew up with a deep sense of the sacrifice my mother made to right. provide me with a lot of opportunities to shield me from some of the more perilous parts of life growing up in the crack wars dc 80s all of that so mm -hmm. 
I think I carried a little bit of a burden of debt where like, I got to earn this. I got to be the return on her investment. Mm. And then by the time I got to college, it was a a safe place to experiment with wildly unhealthy behaviors about (laughs) trying to get ahead. I I tried to sleep every other night for a couple months or a couple of weeks. Or then I would do like, I'll do four, four hours tonight and eight hours tomorrow night, four hours tonight, eight hours tomorrow night. Or just push myself to like not sleep and see how much I could get done, which I, I'm still convinced is why I don't remember a lot of college. Um, yeah. I didn't drink at all during right. college. There was no binge wow. drinking or any of that destroying brain cells. It was just, but the same effect happens through sleep, sleep deprivation. deprivation. Right. Yeah. yeah. When I started learning about the long-term health effects, uh, that helped slow me down. When I met my now wife, Elizabeth, she is the opposite. Like she really respects contemplation, time to synthesize, right. rest. And, you know, she rubbed off on me, I think, a little more than I rubbed off on her, which is, I think, net healthy for both of us, which yeah. is, you know, encouraging me to to pause and breathe. And then what I found is maybe, what, you know, to your point, Jack, about creative production, I can have bigger and better ideas if I'm not constantly cranking out tiny ideas. <laughs> right. And so just creating, it's a little, it takes a bit of faith because you don't see it in the short term. You're like, but I'm not doing anything in the right. next five minutes to prove that I'm a productive member of society. Right. But over the next 50 minutes, my mind is just processing a lot of the stuff that it's consumed. And then five weeks from now, maybe I come up with something. Right. I just have an idea, quote unquote. But it's it's that idea is the result of space that, you know, the hamster wheel uh, would never allow me for. So it's, right. it's, it's one of those things you have to like trust you know, a different process and just know that things might emerge on the other side rather than what you can see tangibly in the short term and like pushing, pushing, pushing. Yeah. Yeah. So um, TikTok is bad. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I still wake up at three every morning and work out like Mark Wahlberg and The Rock. Good for you. Wait, really? Do you really wake up at three in the morning? Oh. (laughs) I I just find that like that's the new unhealthy sleep habit du jour that people are like, this 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 means you're truly on your grind is if you wake up like at the time that most people are like just starting to enter REM sleep and and start lifting weights. That's That's, Mark Wahlberg and The Rock both do? Yeah, I believe so. I know Mark Wahlberg does. I mean, it helps that they, they have probably personal butlers and private right. trainers and people that yeah. take care of all the other stuff that the restaurants have to do yeah uh, who just demons. take over driving when they fall asleep at the wheel yes, like when they they drive. yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah he mark Wahlberg has to wake up and then eat a meal that's prepared for him and work out with a person that's waiting for him to yeah. walk him through it and then he gets in his like cryo chamber or whatever it is <laughs> right right he's like pop and then some, I start my pop day, some acidophilus you know what I'm saying? yeah, like, yeah. exactly beer yeah. bong a gallon of acidophilus and then you right. go, bro. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and talk some politics. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. 
Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, it's Jack O'Brien. I've got to tell you guys about something new I've been trying this year. I've been drinking HealthAid Kombucha. I'm on the booch you guys. Uh, If you're not familiar, it's a fermented, bubbly probiotic tea that's good for your gut. It's blended with real fruit juice. It's super thirst-quenching, a little sweet, a little tangy, very refreshing. Uh, Comes in delish flavors like Pink Lady Apple, Passion Fruit Tangerine, Ginger Lemon is a personal fave. Uh, You guys know I'm a big soda fan. Well, what if I told you there was a fizzy drink alternative to soda that instead of Uh, making you feel like you were drinking chemicals. Uh, It was thirst-quenching and made your tummy feel good. Since they sent me a box of HealthAid Kombucha, I've been drinking far fewer unhealthy soda pop and far more HealthAid Kombucha, and they make my tummy feel all warm and good. Cold in my mouth, warm in the tum-tum is not their slogan. Yet, uh, you can have it, HealthAid. If you want to give it a try and see how great you can feel, look for the brown bottle with an anchor and make HealthAid Kombucha your go-to for a healthier, happier you. Hey guys, it's Steve Cavino from Cavino and Rich here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with the new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck... You buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer. Check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. And we're back. Actually, everybody good? Anyone need a break? No, but I will drink a sip of this water. It's my Wahlberg juice. Mm. Acidophilus. That aloe vera. I remember that was another thing my dad would have us drinking. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, I think we had the same parents. 
I think, you know, black boomers, there was a moment where like health supplements yeah. were like the the greatest thing you could do for yourself because there were it was like fads. And then my grand my dad's parents were getting like all these other things like they were trying. They got caught up in Tahitian Noni, the Tahitian Noni scam. I don't even know about they're that. Like, one. Okay. It was like it's like any it's like herbal life. But okay. Okay. back then they're like, this is the secret of Tahitians. And then it happened in my grandparents' church. One person was selling it in their church. And then my grandfather was like a hustler was like, well, I can make some money off of this. And then like we ended up with like boxes of it that no one wanted. See, this is this is also a consequence of slavery. You know what I'm saying? This is what happens when you just take shit from people generation after generation. Then we're just like we will do anything to to get ahead, to get a leg up, to like be seen as a damn human being, to restore our strength. Right. Or that there's this deficit that is like infinite, eternally having to be addressed in some way. And like whether that's health or financially, there's always this feeling. Yeah, no, for sure. Thanks, America. (laughs) (laughs) And we're back. (laughs) Keep that in the show. (laughs) Yeah, leave leave all that. Yeah. Yeah. You just came back early from break, but now we're back to the show. Now Now we're back. (laughs) <laughs> now we're, now we're back to the show. We're we're gonna talk Mike Braun. Is that how we're pronouncing his name? Brown. Yeah. I want to say yeah. Brown. 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 Braun. Whatever. Yeah. So he was doing an interview because you know the Supreme Court is the big topic this week. Uh, he was just blabbing on about how he thought Roe was judicial activism, even though it was. Very popular at the time and still very popular with a majority of the country. And then the reporter asked him, well, if you're like so into states making decisions, what do you think of? Let's just pull one at random. Loving versus Virginia. Oh, OK. Huh. Loving versus Virginia. Oh, the, the the decision that legalized interracial marriage. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. A, su- a decision that the Supreme Court unanimously decided in favor of because yeah. it was so yeah. clear that the Racial Integrity Act of 1924 in Virginia was such a violation of the, the Loving's constitutional rights. OK, let's hear his answer, because I'm sure he really thought this one out. So let, we'll just cut into partial his answer where he's just being set up. He's like, well, what do you think of Loving? And he starts blabbing on about. Well, you can't have it both ways and what? So he begins to talk about, you know, the the diversity of our federal system. You can't have it both ways. Uh, when you uh, want that diversity to shine within our federal system, uh, there are going to be uh, rules and uh, proceedings. They're going to be out of sync with maybe what other states would do. It's a beauty of the system. And uh, that's where uh, the differences among points of view in our 50 states ought to express themselves. And I'm not saying that rule would apply in general, depending on the topic, but it should mostly be in general because it's hard to have it on issues that you just are interested in when you deny it for others with a different point of view. So you would be okay with the Supreme Court leaving the question of interracial marriage to the states? Yes, I think that that's something that uh, if you're not wanting the Supreme Court to weigh in on issues like that, uh, you're not going to be able to have your cake and eat it, too. I think. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. What year are we in right now? You you can't have your cake and eat it, too, especially if that cake is a a chocolate vanilla swirl kind of situation. Right. 100 (laughs) percent. I mean, 
He said it's hard to have it on issues that you, like. So he's talking generally, right? That these there's these philosophical beliefs, whether it be abortion or interracial marriage. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's hard to have it on issues that you are interested in when you deny it to others with a different point of view. So it's not like, again, I'm trying to put myself even in the position of the aggrieved person who's against interracial marriage who's like, well, they shouldn't let people just, it's such a odd, like that's such a bizarre philosophical point to sort of like underline to say like, yeah, you know, the time-honored tradition of uh, racism. <laughs> like, what, what is that from? Like, where are we coming from? Also, uh, Clarence Thomas, Mitch McConnell, where are y'all? Yeah. They're coming for you. I think it's so wild because I, I read about this moment and my first thought was he didn't understand the question. Like, I really right. wanted to be generous with this person. And mm-hmm. he just, I saw like a little piece of the transcript where the reporter asked about loving. And I thought he was being discriminatory toward a group that he felt more comfortable with. I thought he assumed it was like uh, same-sex marriage. Like anybody can love anybody and it's love matters and love conquers all and he's like not in my state and that (laughs) is still horrible but i thought he was comfortable with that horror but then actually hearing the full clip he had clarified twice you know in the setup and then in the follow-up and i think he thought he was being really thoughtful like just looking at his body language on that and he's like i'm just trying to be consistent with my beliefs here so yeah we just had we'd have to revisit basic human rights, you know, across right. the country. And that is terrifying and also simple-minded and kind of dumb. And yeah. he, he's, he's, he's wearing glasses, too. He's got a suit. He's like in an official stature position. But it seems pretty idiotic to me, and I just feel bad for his constituents. Yeah. And he, you know, I think the second he said that, I, don't, I'm, I mean, if his staff's worth anything, they probably yeah. all simultaneously slapped their he- foreheads in disbelief and were like, you're going to have to make a statement like immediately. Yeah. Because naturally, when that clip came out, people were like, who is this man? I yep. think he's from that. There must have been a time machine from the antebellum South that got fired up. And then this guy appeared as a senator today. And this was his defense. OK, Th- that was, you know really an interesting attempt at defending those words. Quote, I misunderstood a line of questioning that ended up being about interracial marriage. Let me be clear on that issue. There is no question, he goes on to say, racism is bad. It shouldn't even be up for debate discrimination. And quote, I condemn racism in any form at all levels and any and by any states, entities or individuals. It sounds like he's not applying his uh, deeply held beliefs in general then, you know? Right, right. <laughs> If yeah. he's finding exceptions to the state's yeah. rights rule, uh, then maybe there should be other ones, you know? Uh, do we think his staff slapped their forehead? Like, that That. That was coming from somewhere. Like, I, I, I just, I don't want to be too easy on not just him, but, like, the country yeah. to be like, look at this dipshit. Like, no, what a I, what a baffling I, error. Like, that. I don't know, this, this is the sort of thing that people are more willing to, and open about mm. coming out and saying they believe. And like, I, I don't know, like they probably saw some backlash before they put the statement out. And like it, he's very fucking clear about what he's saying in that. Like there's, there's no, he didn't, he didn't trip into that. Like that. Yeah. That, I, I, I think, well, this is where I, I kind of begin to see things, right? Like Mike Braun, isn't one of these like lawyers who becomes a Senator. He's like one of these business, you know, private sector and a Senate guys. So okay. he's not, 
he has I, so I I'd imagine he probably got his like Federalist Society, you know, talking point email and yeah. was having to say certain things. And then like he's being asked stuff he doesn't really know about. And then it's just like, yeah, man, everything's basically on the table. I not to say that his staff is like we're all about inclusivity and we, we you know, we stand in interracial marriage. But I think on some level, just knowing how the optics of Capitol Hill politics work, they're like, yeah, oh, my God. Like, but the Federalist Society, which is like a massively powerful and successful, like, you know, has huge sway over the Supreme Court. Like this is a, you know, could be seen as a like like what they essentially believe like it they wouldn't put that in their email yeah you're not supposed like to say they, it out loud they're not but exactly but but that is like kind of the logical conclusion of some of the things they believe that that part i think you know he he skipped ahead to the to the end where right, we're right. not we're not a nation anymore essentially and we resort back to colonies and independent states and federations you know mm-hmm. right uh, and confederations right, right. with differently held beliefs somewhere you know you pay people for their labor and somewhere mm-hmm. you just take it right right somewhere you know you respect land and and somewhere you just take it somewhere you respect people's body autonomy and somewhere you just take it and i think that's the world that they're they're going for mm-hmm. or at least the world where like companies decide these things more than 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 we the people i was watching uh, sheldon whitehouse during these confirmation hearings for Katanji Brown Jackson. And I never really paid much attention. I never heard him orate before to yeah. the senator. And he's he was very clear oh, about yeah. some of what's at stake. And you know, the idea of a judicial philosophy as being like a bullshit cover for just hooking up your people, you know, just hooking up right. your, your special interests. Mm. And I think that's kind of where the Federalist Society is all about. They they want this states' rights thing for a handful of issues. <laughs> Right. That support wings of the Republican, you know, constituency and and the corporate constituency, and then they're comfortable with the collateral damage that that will wreak on the rest of us, you know, in right. every other way. They just don't care. Mm. Yeah, Sheldon Whitehouse, when he like literally was pulling out receipts and flashcards, like. Y'all want to talk about dark money, right? Okay. <laughs> that was what you said? Dark yeah. money? So Katanji's like, dark, okay. And, and he even said, there's dark money everywhere on both sides. And he's like, and we need to get rid of it. Trust me. But yeah. when he was starting to be like, look at how much money you've been spending on the last three confirmations, it was pretty hard at that point for people to keep, you know, being like, oh, yeah, yeah, the Judicial Crisis Network is also has a huge hand in all this. But yeah, he's a... He, he was he was very effective with those posters for sure. Got to watch that CRT money, yo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Do we want to talk Mo Brooks real quick? This just things. What did he do this time? He, oh, oh, it's just all falling apart for for old Mo. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, he goes hard for Trump, like real right. hard, One like in a way loyal kind of that, like yeah. is kind of desperate. Like, and you can tell even Trump is like, dude. Not in front of beneath even you. (laughs) (laughs) Don't actually lick my boots, man. It's great. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Easy, easy. So just to put remind people, because apparently we did cover the this uh his defense again. So he came out, said, like, are y'all ready to sacrifice your blood? Oh, at the Jan Six uh gathering. Yeah, Uh, that led Eric Swalwell to take him to court and his that Jan 6 rally where he wore fucking body armor 
And he yeah. was like, oh, yeah, I was wearing body armor that day. You're like, oh, but you didn't know where things were. <laughs> okay, no, go, go on. Anyway, so you were wearing body armor. He said you really spill your blood in the streets. Right. Uh-huh. Er- Eric Swalwell took him to court. And his defense against any wrongdoing was, I'm just going to read these bullet points. Okay, great. Yeah, let's hear this defense. This Number one, stuff. Yeah. Brooks is 67 years old. There's seven. We're going to read uh, four of them. Okay. Uh, number one, Mo Brooks is 67 years old. Number two, Brooks has never smoked tobacco. Brooks does not consume alcohol. Brooks has never experimented with or taken illegal drugs. So, okay. Okay. Five, Brooks has never had a DUI, a reckless driving ticket, or even a speeding ticket. Mm, Wow. Seven, Brooks has been married 45 years. Brooks has always been faithful to his wife. Together, they have raised four children, all of whom are married, none of whom have been divorced, all of whom are law-abiding, none of whom have ever been arrested for anything, all of whom have college degrees and jobs. Brooks's children have blessed him with ten, ten grandchildren, with two twins and another granddaughter on the way. Yep. yep. That, that was that his, was his defense. That was, and why did, why did he utter these statements? Why did his team issue this? Because somebody was pointing out that... <laughs> This is he's just saying that the, the the DOJ was sort of characterizing him in these lawsuits were, uh-huh. quote, fictional. And oh. that's why this was to correct the record that he's some out of control insurrectionist. He's 67 years old, and has never smoked a cigarette. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That definitely means he didn't say what we all saw him say. No, right. no, no. no. <laughs> that's why it's like so sad. Right. And he spent weeks ducking process servers, too. Like it was a long road to this where they were trying to serve him with papers. He was like ducking out of back rooms, doing everything to avoid getting served these papers. So that's just, yeah, that's sort of the preamble. Intellectual backdrop. What's going on with Mo right now then? So he's, uh... you know, again, he's a simp for Trump and Trump basically said, hey, you know what? Good job on the January 6th stuff, being a total, you know, seditionist. Thanks for having my back, being willing to spill blood for me. Also, shout out to you for being one of the few people who voted against making Juneteenth a national holiday. Yes, yeah, we yeah. see your we see your CV, and here is a here's a Senate endorsement for you. Then, once the poll numbers started rolling in, you could tell that like the polling shows that like a sentient like roll tide banner has a better shot at office than this dude does right now. So Trump has been like been like, oh no, usually like when he endorses somebody, that's his whole thing. He's like, when I endorse them, they win. But he saw those polls, and he's like, yikes. So. Yeah. At first, you know, Brooks made it easy to give Trump a reason because he out loud was like, yeah, you know, the the thing about the 2020 election is, you know, he may he may have to move on from that, which you don't say if you want that endorsement. And when he said that, Trump was like, it's really unfortunate that he went he's becoming woke. And now I have to think about it, whether or not I want to endorse him, which led Brooks in a such a like scramble to try and like prove his loyalty to Trump. He goes out. And he cuts an ad to try and be like, I hate Mitch McConnell while he's (laughs) running for Senate in fucking Alabama. He's spending millions to run a TV ad about how he hates Mitch McConnell to get on Trump's good graces. And I will play a bit of that so you can just hear the the desperation or whatever in his voice to show people that he is he's on the right side. I unveil my pledge to America to fire Mitch McConnell. If elected to the Senate, I will not vote for Mitch McConnell for leader, and I will do everything in my power to ensure that Republicans choose a conservative to be leader. America can't afford a Senate leader who is a weak-kneed, debt junkie, open-border rhino Republican, and who, worse yet, sells out America for special interest group cash. 
Today, Mitch's cash is coming at me again because I am a principal conservative and have President Trump's endorsement. Not anymore. Not anymore. Sorry. Turns out. This is so Turns so out. Sad. Yeah. And you're like, you sp- oh, right. Because the number one issue for your voters is Mitch McConnell is a weak need, right? I mean, like, honestly, Mitch McConnell, this, this guy's like fucking like Nosferatu. Like, he cannot, he cannot be defeated. There is no and, killing what can yeah, be killed. It only makes him stronger. We saw his body turn blue and what necrotized. What is dead can never die. He was necrotizing before our eyes, and he somehow pulled it together and hey. is still running things in the Senate. And so, despite all that, Trump, he came out, he said, quote, Brooks made a horrible mistake recently when he went woke. And stated, referring to the 2020 presidential election scam, put that behind you. Put that behind you. So, mm-hmm. what? So. What? Here's what I'm. Uh, it's it's actually kind of depressing. We have so much information, so much record of who Trump is and how he treats people, and how he's not loyal to anyone. Right. He destroys like to everyone. Anyone. Everyone. He will sacrifice everybody yeah and yet mo brooks thinks he's special you know and like right. all these people keep showing up demonstrating fealty knowing that it's gonna fail yeah. like you so that that's an and to me that's like that's the reason you don't vote for the guy like you you have terrible judgment you can't stand up you're willing to like <laughs> right. shuck and jive in this way and try <laughs> right. to like attach yourself the guy is literally stabbing you in the face right and you're just like i love face stabbing it's that's <laughs> the best kind of stabbing you know because you can see it coming yeah. and then i can prepare myself for the for the brain you know wounds that are going to come from it yeah. and i will do the same for you the people of alabama right <laughs> and the scars are a lifelong memory that you will always keep with you forever when you look in the mirror like you will know that i have making. no spine whatsoever from git <laughs> like, yeah is it's, is that what he always talks like is that I've never seen anyone who the stupidity like comes more strongly off of their person. Like that's like he may have never had a drink, but like that shit is like whiskey on someone's breath. Like the you're, he's just <laughs> that that is palpable. How, yeah, that, well, I I've seen him like in in the January sixth shit, but I'd never seen him kind of relaxed and speaking just. Uh, attempting to act like he's speaking uh, extemporaneously. And man, that is that is rough going. And that was him with under ideal circumstances. Yeah, yeah. the perfect. Like that was pre-recorded, yeah. Yeah. well-lit, well-mic'd. Like, you can edited. go, wait, you know, they cut I, I the bad parts. Let me <laughs> take that again. <laughs> I mean, you could have wow. done multiple versions of that. But that is a, you know, it's a bit of a stretch to call <laughs> Mitch McConnell an open borders rhino. Like, sir? <laughs> That's the other yeah. part too. I'm like, Really? There's yeah. so many other things. If you're going to be like a nativist or some some weird version of a MAGA, you know, deplorable to go after Mitch McConnell, but just like mischaracterizing him completely is like, OK, so you don't even know who Mitch McConnell is. But OK, you read a quick spreadsheet and you're like, OK, here's some buzzwords to attach to Mitch McConnell to get Trump's uh, attention. And it failed. It failed. He dr- yeah. he dropped that one. He dropped that mixtape. And then Trump was like, uh uh-uh. I bet I bet I bet Mo Brooks's Truth Social account hasn't even been activated yet. Like he's still on the wait oh, list. Oh yeah. Right. You know, I'm yeah, still yeah. on the wait list, right? It's just not working. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. He's like, yeah, he's number he's like even like at the very last one, it's like it even says, just don't bother. We'll, we'll let you know. Come back never. 
what number am I? Just don't forget about it, Mo. Forget about it. All right, let's take another quick break, and then we'll come back and talk about the TikTok to Hollywood pipeline and my favorite DJ. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, it's Jack O'Brien. I've got to tell you guys about something new. I've been trying this year. I've been drinking Health Aid Kombucha. I'm on the booch, you guys. Uh, if you're not familiar, it's a fermented, bubbly probiotic tea that's good for your gut. It's blended with real fruit juice. It's super thirst-quenching, a little sweet, a little tangy, very refreshing. Uh, comes in delish flavors like Pink Lady Apple, Passion Fruit Tangerine, Ginger Lemon is a personal fave. Uh, you guys know I'm a big soda fan. Well, what if I told you there was a fizzy drink alternative to soda that instead of uh, making you feel like you were drinking chemicals, uh, it was thirst quenching and made your tummy feel good. Since they sent me a box of Health Aid Kombucha, I've been drinking far fewer unhealthy soda pop and far more Health Aid Kombucha, and they make my tummy feel all warm and good. Cold in my mouth, warm in the tum-tum is not their slogan yet uh you can have it health aid if you want to give it a try and see how great you can feel look for the brown bottle with an anchor and make health aid kombucha your go-to for a healthier happier you hey guys lavar arrington here to tell you the national sales event is on at your toyota dealer making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new toyota truck like a rugged half ton tundra workhorse by nature powerhouse by design the tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures and with the available iForce max hybrid powertrain you can take electrified 
electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit Visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. And we're back. And so, Miles, you you put this kind of summary together of like where the entertainment industry is at between the days when the way you got established was, you know, your parents drove you out and you tried to get booked for pilot season or you drove out and tried to get booked for pilot season. And now we've got like micro celebrities and influencers. And now there are like agencies that scoop those micro celebrities and influencers up and like give them, you know, manage their careers a little bit. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's a, it's an industry in transition. Yeah. Like the whole thing, I feel like just the whole internet, celebrity to main or you know traditional media celebrity is like it's always sort of there's always been this tension between like how people move between the spaces and you know and uh, early on we kind of saw the difficulty a lot of youtubers had when they made the switch to tv like our grace helbig is someone who stands out who like got a show on vh1 and a lot of people are like oh this is the one of the biggest sketch comedians on youtube or comedians on youtube now going to be on vh1 and the audiences just didn't migrate so you know, and I think most people would look at that and wonder, well, they have millions of subscribers and views on YouTube. How come that didn't translate to TV? And people began to realize, OK, platforms are different. The way people migrate between the two aren't the same. And then we began to see this like wave of places like Maker Studios or Full Screen or Awesomeness TV, where these companies were trying to really level up YouTube content creators. And it kind of worked, you know, like these were massive operations that were just trawling for views and generating a lot of revenue. But then that died out, too. And now that TikTok has sort of like become this new breeding ground for young talent, we're seeing companies now who are trying to get in sort of that be that conduit between bigger deals and just these younger celebrities. So they're kind of like hype houses that we see and hear about now with TikTok. There are these networks that are dedicated to putting influencers in like more elevated productions. You know, it's something with a little bit of lighting, a little bit of, you know, using a an Alexa to shoot it rather than an iPhone and just liking to just say, you know, getting audiences used to seeing them a certain way. And there's this company called Brat TV that there was this uh, Vox article about where they were just sort of speaking with this, the the people that are running it. And this is just an interesting way of how they sort of look at what how this sort of a company like this works. They say Fishman, who's one of the founders of the company, he says, sees influencers working with Brat as something like a first stop in the industry. It brings them to a place where they can start having conversations with the platforms, with the advertisers, advertisers and industry folks that lets them build businesses beyond posting short form content, which is great. It's an incredible amount of work. And then he's talking about how user generated content is cheap, but there's something missing from the media ecosystem, which is digestible entertainment that's professionally produced and just sort of an emphasis on that, like we're getting them used to this more professional style of production and maybe that transitions them there. But it's when you, when you look at a lot of how these micro influencers are these days, it's almost like they're kind of in this lane of trying to do as much as possible. It's not just that they're on TikTok. It's like they're on TikTok. They have a podcast. They have a merch store. 
they do these other things. And it's never just sort of like one thing where previously it almost felt like you're a YouTuber who does this thing. Let's try and like move you into this way. But I think now we're seeing at least companies and agencies, they see the potential for like multiple revenue streams with these types of talent. And I, I don't know, just it's it's uh, it, it's an interesting evolution to watch. And like, what does it even mean? How are they even defining success now is what I'm curious about, because is it like a million subscribers? Is it the most branded deals? Is it how many downloads you get on a podcast? And, you know, YouTube and Funny or Die, I think, gave people a way to showcase their talents without sort of these obstacles of the formal entertainment industry. But we're just seeing this continuation of this trend where there's barriers to entry. People figure out how to, you know, strike it, you know, rich on their own and then trying to see how companies can then be like, OK, how do I monetize this person now and bring them into this more traditional industry? And it's, just, I'm, you know, I think that's why, as I wrote this, you know, Jack, you had a lot of it got your got your brain going as to sort of what's. You know, yeah. what, what, what's actually happening here? Got my old ass brain going because <laughs> my my old head thought first thought is like, why are there not more like young people who start as like, OK, this is this person had millions and millions of followers on YouTube. And then like now they are in like a certified movie star. Like it feels like that should be happening more just based on, you know, how much young talent is coming up and like where the young talent, like the young talent I hear about there, there does seem to be sort of a line between the influencer and then like the more established celebrity uh, people who appear in movies, TV, TV shows. There are, there are obviously exceptions like Donald Glover. Like I first knew about him from his NYU sketch group. And then it, it does seem like it's people who also like immediately get the attention of the mainstream. Like Don Glover was in the sketch troupe and then he was like, the next thing you hear about him, he's writing for 30 Rock. And then right. he's like in community and he's like immediately like scooped up by the major like agencies, right? So, yeah, well, I think, but even then, right? People, like as someone who was also trying to do sketch comedy on the internet, that was a way to be like, well, this is how, I, we were still had our eyes on the formal entertainment industry. It just mm -hmm. felt like, well, here's the way to get attention to enter that. Whereas maybe now it seems like even now, the end game is slightly different for a lot of people, right. especially younger talent, who are like, I don't necessarily need to be on TV because like I can be an influencer, do a podcast, make my money and just live how I want to. Yeah. So. I think there there's probably philosophically some differences on how people move because we're still seeing like young people come up and be actors and things. But yeah, I'm curious to see like if it's splitting a lot of the attention to say like, oh, this is this is the sort of end point that you want to arrive at is this micro celebrity. Yeah. And even independently of like, you know, normative judgments on like which is better, TikTok, YouTube or like being in an Oscar nominated film or whatever is is the fact that there aren't more influencers who are crossing over into that just because they're too like that's a full time career? That's an even more of, more of a full time career than being like a movie star, <laughs> like, you know, making when you have to make like create a relationship with Old Spice and like tend to that relationship and create a bunch of content for Old Spice. Like, is that draining the talent pool that like mm. traditional media gets to work with is is a question that i have i don't know yeah i mean i 
I align with this idea that a lot of these people don't necessarily want to cross over anymore. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. the place that they're crossing to is getting weaker and weaker. Yeah. With all the debt that these entertainment companies have taken on, scandals that they have. And you see how narrow that funnel is. There's like thousands and thousands of professional actors and only a handful that everybody knows. Like being in an Oscar nominated film is still pretty random. Yeah. Or you yeah. have to be in a certain set. So, so there is something more desirable about maybe controlling your your fate and your destiny and coming up with like different revenue streams and owning the audience, you know, mm-hmm. yourself too. I mean, a, a lot of what happens as you elevate in the traditional model is you give up the the list. You give up, like they're not, the viewers are not your viewers anymore. They're like a viewers of a network and you have like many layers of lawyers and business people between you and right. them. And a lot of them, they're really good at that. And that's not television. Right. Yeah. And that is a whole nother medium. And maybe they can make more money on games and like, launching their own crypto coin and doing an right. online course yeah. um, and having subscriptions and like none of the, most of the traditional people don't know how to do any of those things. Right. So there's, you know, there's probably still some draw to like be a movie star because people like bigger cameras. Right. But I think there's more opportunity to not do that and still try to make some kind of money without totally but destroying if that's yourself. The, yeah. Things. If that's the case, that's making our movies and TV shows worse. Because we're not mm. getting extremely talented people because there's all this gatekeeping and, you know, all all those lawyers and agents, managers right. that stand in the way that make it less attractive than the short form content. And that's just not a thing you hear. You don't hear like, well, movies are getting worse because of the talent drain of all these young but, people who no longer give a fuck. I think you just connected something for me. So. Movies kind of have been getting worse in in the sense that they've been getting more stale, right? It's it's all built on legacy IP. It's like massive superhero stuff. And people don't go to the theaters because just the attention economy, we have so many more choices. So every moment I'm scrolling on my phone through a TikTok, I'm not watching some highly produced content out of one of 20 different streaming services. And that, that competition... I think that shift in demand, shift in viewership, right. well, it comes to a shift in investment and it comes to a shift in attracting talent. And people are like, oh, but I'm spending 10 hours a week in this video game world. Maybe that's where I invest. Right. And so, you know, it might not just be the, the talent, the yeah. producers, the executives, the investors. They're all like, oh, not everybody wants to spend two and a half hours in a theater away from their home watching just one story. Right. Ooh, yeah. we, should, we should shift that around. Okay, so the whole world's collapsing. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm even, sh- I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure to a certain point too, right? It, like, just out of survival, that it's probably easy to on your phone find a way to enter the middle class, upper middle class with just a, with a cell phone, and you can just be you. And on yeah. some level, I'm sure that is attractive. Mm-hmm. Versus like, I'm not trying to be. I'm not really into acting. I would love to be in a world where. I have a few talents. If I can share them and that helps support me, then that's a then that's a good that's life a win, too. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? And I think because you look at if you just look at the numbers, you'd be like, well, statistically, you're you're more likely to blow up on TikTok than you are to be on a on a Disney Plus streaming show or prestige drama or something like that. So in a way, it's like, well, that's a like I'm sure for younger people, it's like, well, that's a that's a pretty simple way to have some kind of financial stability. And it might not be so much about like, I want a million views or whatever, but I can support myself doing something like this. And I don't necessarily have to compromise who I am to do it. Like being myself can be enough in certain aspects. Now, many people will change their outward persona or whatever for clicks. But I think there is an appeal too for some people to just say, 
I just me doing this one thing I really like to do is potentially a way for me to just have a stable income. And that's that's fine enough, too. Like we have a list of people who succeeded, at, like started on online and then succeeded at some level in movies and, you know, Lily Singh, Donald Glover, Grace Helbig, King Batch, Bo Burnham. But I do feel like they once they made the decision to like, you know, what now that Bo Burnham is releasing Netflix specials once a year, like that seems to be and like his movie career, like seemed to be his focus. because That's, you know, takes a. A lot of work that uh, Super Producer Beck is pointing out. Quinta Brunson also, you know, is yeah. Has so it's like seven lead. people. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm wondering: is there the only example I could think of of somebody who like continues to do it both places and just like the they feed off of each other is Lil Nas X, like mm. just continues to just dominate both traditional music and like just be meme lord i feel like other other than that i I, i'd just be interested if we're gonna see more people who who are that way i mean i think you see some some traditional people they're drawn to some of what they can't do and they try to like make it on on a digital platform like the way will smith has leaned so hard into youtube is i find really fascinating and i see a lot of celebrities trying to jump on tiktok at least from a trends perspective to just maintain their attention you know there's something that they can get from that that they can't get from waiting for the movie they shot last year to come out three years from now Um, yeah and so they can they can have a more consistent presence so this is all probably collapsing into a world where everybody who does anything performs it and then tries to monetize it which is terrible but also really liberating yeah everything everywhere all at once yeah Uh, so like there's a movie that comes out tomorrow (laughs) Well, I guess we're not going to have a chance to talk about my favorite DJ, uh, oh. but maybe we'll talk about him on yesterday's trending episode for those wow, of you listening. That's the yeah. weird uh, the weird time warp of listening to the Daily Zeitgeist. But Baritunde, it's been such a pleasure yeah. having you. I can't believe you do the show daily, um, and I'm in awe. And thank you so much for having me. Yeah, uh, where by. can people find you, follow you, listen to you, all that good stuff? Yes, yes. So uh, HowToCitizen.com is the home of the podcast uh, that we all launched together and it still continues. Please check that show out. We are three seasons in and gearing up for the fourth. And uh, it gives us some light in occasionally dark moments in our lives. I am at Baratunde on all the social platforms. So find me where you're comfortable. And I'll even leave folks with a phone number. 202-894-8844. Text me. 202-894-8844. Throw TDZ in there so I know how you found me. And that is kind of like a text mailing list subscription number. It's not my literal iPhone, but okay. it is a service. It's a 202 I number. I'm like, wow, it's DC <laughs> number. Okay. <laughs> but that way I can point, point folks to all kinds of things. And when I'm doing interactive stuff, I let folks know. Yeah. 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 So get at me on all those places. Uh, Puck Media, if you like long form, dope, insightful writing. Uh, I'm a partner in that, and we didn't talk much about it, but uh, Google things or or DuckDuckGo them or Bing them yeah. or Neva yes. them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do it all. And uh, pop that acidophilus, y'all. Pop there that yeah. Uh Is there a tweet or any work of social media you've been enjoying? Ooh, um, yeah. So a friend on Instagram shared a video of uh, a four-year-old who was about to have a tantrum and his six-year-old brother helped him manage his breathing and like yeah. help calm him down. It was two little black boys 
like interacting with each other on this holistic, healthy, calming way. And it wasn't a part of like goop, you know what I mean? It wasn't like some high-end monetized platform. It was just like a kid being in touch with his body and helping his little brother, you know, reconnect with that breath and chill out. And I'm sure the parents were very grateful for it. Uh, it's, it's really, 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 I've watched it multiple times. I love it. I'll tell you who's not grateful is my kids because they never do that shit. Now <laughs> there's the bar has been raised. All you right? got to show, show them the video. Be like, this yeah, could be yeah. you. This See could how, be you. Right. See how this works? You can, you can go viral. <laughs> <laughs> Miles, where can people find you? Uh, what is the tweet you've been enjoying? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray. Uh, the other po- the new podcast. Also, you could find Jack and I on uh, Mad Boosties. Miles and Jack got Mad Boosties, what? an NBA podcast where, you know, it's just a celebration of the NBA because we love the NBA. And they decided that they were willing to take a big risk working with us. So shout out <laughs> to so them. Dumb. The Congrats on so that. Dumb. Yeah. Thank the you. so dumb baby but shout out to the nba for approving it um but yeah you'll see that coming up well obviously you'll hear a trailer coming up soon so stick around for that in the coming days uh some tweets that i like first one is from k at k lar will k-a-y-l-a-r-w-i-l-l tweeted i love how when people are mad they inconvenience themselves they'll be like i'll walk lmfao or i'm not hungry <laughs> like it's not self-torture <laughs> I just, it's so true that's always my favorite one. I remember my mom would always call me on that. Well, I don't, I'll, I'll walk. She's like, all right, get out right here. Walk home. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I don't want to. You're right. <laughs> you win. <laughs> you win. And then this one is so Bluff funny to followed me. like two seconds later by you win. All right. My bad. Right. Was... And then this one from Matt at Matt XIV. He said, new f- favorite tweet from a man. He's quote tweeting this picture of this guy who's showing a picture of Jamie Lynn Spears when she was like maybe 15 to her now. And in one, when she's younger, she has a side part. And then in this early, in this like current picture, she has a part in the middle. And he says, how did she move where her hair was going, growing from? Oh, oh, that's, that's a, that qualifies you to be a, a representative or senator from like, (laughs) yeah, Yeah. 100%. (laughs) I mean, how did she move where her hair was growing from? (laughs) <laughs> this is a Hall of Fame of stupidity episode. Like this, yes. she's not a, a people human; she's a lizard human. Exactly. <laughs> hey, but I see what's going on. That is, by the way, underrated thing that Superman can do is that Clark Kent goes into you know the revolving doors with his part, his hair parted to the left, comes out as Superman, hair parted to the right, because only Chad's part their hair to the right and only uh losers part it to the beta sense apparently yeah that almost never fails if you look at <laughs> if you look at uh depictions of clark kent and superman Whoa. anyways let's see <laughs> tweet i've been enjoying amy solomon tweeted almost every movie is called deep water kind of kind of feels that way what? <laughs> i was confused when people started talking about deep water i was like didn't that come out but yeah. I think I was thinking of Deepwater Horizon. Yeah, yeah. It, it feels like I, it feels like too many movies have been Deep named Blue Deep Sea. Deep Blue Sea yeah. could be distilled to Deepwater. So many movies reference Deepwater. <laughs> uh, the Abyss. Uh, come on. 
Oh, that's a find good a tweet. new concept, assholes. <laughs> that's like an but artistic yeah. statement, right there. <laughs> yeah. Amy Solomon, shout right. out. You gotta find her. You can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at the Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website dailyzeitgeist.com where we post our episodes and our footnotes Footnote. where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode as well as a song that we think you might enjoy miles what song do we think people might enjoy this is a track called wood trees from a group called begin i had never heard of them till i started playing gran turismo 7 and this was in a loading screen but this track, this is, again, I know yesterday we did some uh, Donnie Benet, which is sort of like some current music that sounds like the 80s. Begin is also doing something like that, too. This also has very, like, deep Miami Vice vibes. It's just a great, relaxing instrumental for anybody who, you know, has a sonic memory of the 80s. It's atmospheric. It's kind of funky. And I just like this kind of music a lot, especially when people you know in the in our current times look to the past and say i want to honor this music into an authentic point so this tr this track's called wood trees by begin check it out all right well go listen to that the daily zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. for more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app apple podcast or wherever you listen to your favorite shows that is going to do it for us this morning but we are back this afternoon to tell you what's trending and we will talk to y'all then bye 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 Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Turbocharger customer experience results with nice CX-1. Now you can rapidly scale extraordinary CX with the power of the cloud. Nice CX-1 is the most complete customer experience cloud platform and is trusted by thousands of organizations around the globe. With CX-1, you can deliver frictionless self-service as well as top-notch digital and agent-assisted interactions. Get cloud-powered CX at scale. Learn more at nice.com. That's nice.com. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.